Welcome in to the Array Sports Podcast. I'm Chandler Corny, and with me as always, Brady Scott. What up? We're going to break down a few games for you coming up this weekend, and uh, we're going to get things rolling with, with USC. They uh, it, That game just went final. Just went final for us. Man, Clay Helton's hot seat just got thrown in a bucket of ice water. He is pulling quarterbacks left and right out of his ass. Another one gets hurt, though. I think he may be done. I think I think it's over. I don't know, man. These freshmen, I mean, he's just going to go sign 12 quarterbacks a year. Hey, you're playing one week. You're playing the next <laughs> week. They don't have film on you. Sophomore year, just transfer out. That's the way – that's Clay Hilton's way to win. If it, if it lets him keep his job, I'll be, I'll be like, oh, hey, you got to do what you got to do. You do have to do what you got to do. But that – oh, seriously, that's a huge win for USC. Yeah, because I feel like – um Utah was probably one of the last big hopes for the Pac-12 to get in. Now they're going to need a little help, unless uh, Arizona State runs the tables or Washington State. And I just don't foresee that happening. I don't either. As big of a fan as I am of both of those programs, I don't see them running the tables because everybody in that conference is so even. And while Clay Helton's seat has sort of cooled down, it ramps right back up. With the next two weeks, and they got Washington and Notre Dame. Yeah, you lose, t- you lose, you lose both those games. He's right back in the same situation. Yeah. You know, you're definitely gonna have to take one. He needs, he needs Utah to win out now. I don't think that would help him that much. I mean, it makes it look like a great win, but he's still got to win games. Yeah, but he also lost to BYU. I mean, you are right. Who Utah beat? And then you beat. This is why. This is why people can't have nice things. You're right. You Utah beat beats uh, BYU week one, and then you know BYU's like, hey, we're gonna win this game in overtime. Huh. All signs point to BYU should. Or Utah, Utah should, should be beat better them. than USC. Yeah. Um, nope. Welcome to college football, <laughs> where nothing makes sense. That's the only thing that makes sense. But back to the Pac-12 getting a team in. What's the scenario? Well, as we talked last week with the East Coast bias and as big as it is, here's my scenario. Oregon is the Pac-12's only hope. Now you're sitting there and you're like, Oregon. How is Oregon? Oregon? How is Oregon their only hope? Because well, of Justin Herbert? Here, No. Wrong. No, not because of Justin Herbert. Because of their week one loss. Their only hope is for Auburn with a freshman quarterback to win out, win the SEC, and become undisputedly the best team in college football this season. Because if Oregon runs the table and looks good doing it, Auburn runs the table and wins out, that means more than likely they beat Bama, obviously, and they have beat Georgia twice more than likely, making them the clear-cut number one team in football. And then you look at Oregon with one loss to what is now the best team in college football. How do you keep them out? How do you take a one-loss Big Ten champion over a one-loss Oregon? Well, because – Nobody will have a better loss in the country. I mean, that's correct. Don't get me wrong. Alabama would have would have the same loss. I don't think this is at all possible. 
But this is the only scenario. So you don't think Washington State can run the tables? From what I've seen, they always have a week, man. The Pac-12 is so tough because they don't have the Alabama or Georgia. Anybody can beat anybody, as we saw just now. USC shouldn't have been in the game with Utah. If Utah is what everybody says they are, USC shouldn't play with them, and they just beat them. Do you do you think Graham Harrell is a big part of that? I more I so do. than Clay Hilton. I do. I think that is probably the best hire anybody made this past offseason, or it's turning out to be. Do you think that if Kingsbury didn't take the Arizona Cardinals job, that he could have made that offense better? The Graham Harrell? I don't think it looks as good as it does now. I don't think so either. I think that this is the guy that probably should have gotten the job from the get-go. He deserved it. But I understand Kingsbury's a big hire. And he is proving it. That's like um, the the offensive coordinator from Memphis last year was uh, very well in line to get the Ole Miss offensive coordinator position. Mm Mm-hmm. But Matt Luke wanted to make a bigger hire and went out and got a bigger name. And now that coordinator is at Tulane, and you saw what they did last night to Houston. Good offense. Yeah. Not saying Houston's a good defense, but no, they had a good scheme. I think if Rich Rod gets a, gets a head coaching job after this season. He's gone. I think that uh, they got that, that same coordinator. I don't really remember his name, but he, he will be the guy yeah. at Ole Miss. I don't have a problem with that. I don't either. I mean, I, I quite frankly think he should have been the guy to get the job in the first place. But when you get a chance as Matt Luke to hire a big name, you go do it. That's I don't fair. fault him for that. I don't fault that. him for that. But you know, Cause he I'm wanted, not a huge Rich Rod guy. No. I just, I just think he wanted two guys who had been in the position that he is in now before to help guide him and help him along the way to where they have a better chance of talking some head coach sense into him than anybody else. Do you think they have a chance to win this weekend? Oh, yes. Obviously they have a chance, but how do you see this game shaping out? The first one to 20 definitely wins. The first one to 10 may win. I agree with that. It rests. You hate it. You're going to say, well, we lose. But I think it rests on the shoulders of Corral. I don't. If he can get you 200 yards without a turnover, I think we win the ball game. You put too much hope into people, into humanity. I'm sorry. And I think you put it into the wrong people. It's fine if you put it into the right people. It's just this defense. I just don't think Corral is going to do that. We got. I mean, the, Cal has five DBs that are getting drafted next year. I'm holding on to the fact that he is going to bust out and prove everybody wrong eventually. Tomorrow may today may be the day. That's fair, and I, mean, I just think he is too talented to not figure it out. Has he looked great? No, no, no. But he hasn't been terrible. He's made some mistakes, but he hasn't looked. He hasn't just been. Some of his mistakes are terrible. He just hasn't been all out terrible for an entire game. Like, get this guy off the field bad. 
in every game he's had his bad moments and then he's had his moments where you say, okay, there's the potential, there's what you need to do. He just needs to stop trying to do too much, play his game, and he'll be okay. So I think that it's going to come down to special teams and what can the special teams do. And when I say that, I don't necessarily mean just Luke Logan. I mean, can Mac Brown pin these guys? Can Jerrion Ely put us in good scoring position? I think we have the advantage. Kicker? Uh, Place kicker. Flip a coin for it. To be determined. The struggles at kicker, and and it's not just Luke Logan. It is college football as a whole. Last week was a terrible weekend for the brand in college football. It, It was rough to watch. It, I mean, that happens. Left, we had two screens going and left and right on both screens. People were missing kicks. Just the, the guy from Michigan State, man. <laughs> 0 for 3. R.I.P. Cody Parkey, his ass. <laughs> and and the, the ironic thing was Chicago found a kicker last weekend, apparently. I mean, it looks like it. Don't, don't hold your breath, though. Let's just see how it goes. But this old Miss Cal game. Here's what here's what I, I wouldn't say worries me, but the incompetence and the ignorance of some people, just overall lack of knowledge of Pac-12 teams, because you have people on Twitter saying, "Oh, we're going to win 31-28." Oh, this is an easy win for Ole Miss, and if you're saying that, okay, you're you're predicting us to win. I think we have a chance, but by no imagination are we going to blow out Cal. If Ole Miss wins this game, I don't care what the spread is, it's an upset. Also, I'm, we are in complete agreement that the first team to 20 wins. If if one of these teams scores 30 points, you color me shocked. I will come on and I'll say, you know what, I was wrong. I was wrong. I was dead wrong. But the only way that I think that happens is if Cal's defense just gets hurt, or Ole Miss's defense gets hurt because Cal's offense not that good. Not that good. And we're I not said, praising Ole Miss's defense. They are ten times better, and they have looked great this year. Yes, they have. But with the exception of a few plays last week, Cal's offense is trash. I don't think people realize that Cal may be the most lopsided football team. In a the mediocre quarterback. And one talented receiver away from competing for a Pac-12 championship. You are correct. And the, they just nothing can't to find take them. Away, nothing to take away from Garbers. Okay, he finds a way to put them in the game late. Yeah. He finds a way to do it every. They week. play to their defense. Yes, and I think when you have a team playing in their strings, it's even harder to beat them. They know they're going to run. They are going to try to run the ball down our throats. But I mean. And we're gonna listen, have to tackle Mike McIntyre. Let me just best friend. Yes, let me just get on praise box real quick. He does something that I feel like we talk about a lot on this show, especially last year in a few games. Look, Joe Burrow last year. I'm not talking about the new and improved, reborn Joe Burrow this year, but Joe Burrow last year. If he comes out and he throws 300 yards on you. And three touchdowns, you tip your cap, let it be. Like I told our picker coming on the show later, um, call me 
I'm I'm sort of turning a leaf on Joe Burrow, but call me when he plays a good defense. That's fair. It ain't it definitely ain't gonna be this week. No. Call me when he plays a good defense. If he does it against Bama and Auburn and A and M, you will hear me get on this show and apologize to Joe Burrow. I'll be right, I'll be next in line right behind you. But until you. he does that, I'm still not sold. If Nick if Nick Fitzgerald comes out and throws three hundred yards on you last year and and you lose, you towed it with pride. You wear the L, and that's what I feel like needs to happen this week because they Cal has a good running back. They have a they have a really good offensive line. If they come out and throw the ball around the yard and win, tip my cap to them. I just don't think they can do it. I don't either. I don't think our DBs are the best in the country, but. They don't have talent on the outside, and and, we and if will you be, get, if we you get garbage the, pressured, we'll be in the right positions. Yeah, and I mean, I'm telling you, it's gonna come down to a field goal. Oh, that makes me nervous. I feel it in my bones, and I ain't felt something in my bones in a long time like this. That ain't good. You just talking about your shoulder, saying it's gonna rain. I think that's what it is. It's oh, field goal time in my shoulder. It's coming yeah, down I to hope, a field goal. I hope it's not raining. I mean, either weather's supposed to be nice tomorrow. It's not going to be 100 degrees, so that's a plus. How, how bad were you – how miserable were you last week sitting there watching C. Lou just kind of hang around in the ball game? Here's my perspective of the game. I was never scared that we were going to lose. It was just too comp- – it was just right there on the edge – of being too close for me to be, you know, it's hot. I'm sweating real bad. They got it. It wasn't that comfortable, but I didn't think we were going to lose. You know? Does that make any sense? Yeah, let me tell you. The Brady Scott that left the apartment and the Brady Scott that texted me 10 minutes into the game are two completely different people. Yeah. Hey, bet, I, bet I, spread, we covered by 31. We got that easy. I'm coming I, home at halftime. I'll see you at halftime. We're going to eat some chicken spaghetti. We're going to have a good time watching the second half. Nope. Halfway through the third quarter, I'm like, hey, man, you, you coming back or you decided to stay? I'm going to hang around a little while. We're playing like ass. I just wanted to be by myself. <laughs> I just needed to be by myself and take all that in. Well, you had about 19,000 other people with you. Maybe. If that you think you think there'll be a big crowd tomorrow? I hope so. I think if there's fifty five, sixty in there, we win. I think the only one of the biggest advantages that may not be talked about as much is Cal's playing at nine o'clock in the morning. Exactly. But I think that's fair because when we went there two years ago, we played at one. We're playing at one o'clock in the morning. Well, you give it to us, we're gonna shove it right back up yours. The- is this not what I told you and your dad two weeks ago? I was like, I hope they give the eleven o'clock game. You did, you did hope for it, and and it happened. You got your wish. Yeah, I mean, if if I was if I'm the AD at Ole Miss or the head coach, like, hey, ESPN, put us on at eleven. We'll take the eleven o'clock game. We, we want, want it. it because this is an advantage for us. We can't come out sleepy. We got to be ready to go. We got to come out and hit them in the mouth early. I don't. I don't know what the locker room's like. I'm not in there. I don't really know very many of the players very well. But if they're sleeping on this game, they're stupid. They're in for a rude awakening because these boys about to come off his bus and hit him in the mouth. I don't know. We'll just see how it goes. 
Another another game on the agenda that I think we're not really seeing eye to eye on is uh, Notre Dame is going to Athens to play Georgia tomorrow night. Georgia is a fourteen and a half point favorite. You think that this is going to be a blowout? Not even close. I think I think Georgia wins by ten. This will be a game for about fifteen minutes. Do you think it's going to be like the Louisville Notre Dame maybe, game? Maybe twenty five depending on who wins the toss. After the first quarter, you can turn this game. It's going to be over. I mean, you said that about the Ole Miss game last week. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm confident about this one. You were also confident last week. I wasn't fully confident. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just be honest. I'm never fully confident in Ole Miss to do anything but disappoint me. Look, I'm one of the biggest believers that Notre Dame's overrated. It's just an overrated program. For the for uh, from top to bottom, I may be going a little far with the first quarter, but definitely by halftime. I think that we need to give credit where credit is due. It's fourteen or seventeen at halftime. You think so? Maybe to nothing. Let me tell you, if I put money on this game and listen to you, and this is wrong, I'm not telling you to listen to me. I'm just telling you what I think. And I don't think it. What's the spread? Fourteen and a half. No, it should be twenty-two and a half. It should be 23 and a half because Georgia's going to win by 24. 24 points. Yeah. Is, I mean, is this with is this with garbage time touchdowns or is this just outright 24 points? Straight up. Jake Fromm, DeAndre Swift, all these guys, they're, they're going to win by 24 points. Yeah, they're up 31 and Notre Dame scores late. Okay. Notre Dame is not good. What they – no, I think I'll, they're better than you're you're making them out to be. I'll get I'll get further into it when we make our picks later. Even though I just sort of spoiled that one for everybody, but I'll get more into it then. I just don't think Notre Dame is that good, man. So in the twenty minutes before we make our picks, you think you're going to change your mind about this game at all? You're not going to by scared. who wins by by the by the points that no. they win by. Possible, but probably not. <laughs> I've been lo- I've been pretty locked on this ever since I knew we were going to pick it. I saw the game. I was like, "Ooh, tough week for Notre Dame." I hope Georgia brings out the black uniforms. They bring out the black uniforms. <laughs> I'm going live on Twitter and saying, "Hey, Cuzzy, we went in by 40. 40. Well, Jake Fromm said, you know, this is the one game he wanted to bring the the black unis. I just think Jake Fromm is too much for Notre Dame, man. He went up and beat them in South Bend as a freshman. You think he's about to lose to them at home as a junior? I don't think he's losing. Let's get that straight. Notre Dame went to Louisville and struggled. They let Jawan pass give them trouble. Okay. So I'm going to defend Notre Dame here. Okay. Go for it. Because I'm not buying anything you say right now. Just let, just that let Lu- me that set Louisville the, game. Let me set the record straight. Nobody in the country saw that coming. Not even Louisville fans. Okay. You're right. And I'm gonna tip my cap to the head coach and turning this program around it already looking in the right direction. Let, let me say that. So I think that that was more of a we don't really have film. We don't really know what to expect. Here you go. Notre Dame's ranked seventh. What yeah. were they at the time? Six? I think I think so. Okay. Maybe five. Send Ohio State into Louisville week one. What oh happens? 
They might struggle. I mean, Justin Fields what struggle. What happens? Same thing happens. No. Same thing happens. Send Clemson in there week one. What happens? Same thing happens. No. You're wrong. Clemson struggled this send, year, man. Send, Calm down. Send Bama in there week one. What happens? Okay, we're, okay, but we're talking Send Oklahoma Bama. in there. What happens? Okay, we're, that's completely different. Send, send Georgia up there week one. What happens? If Notre Dame is what everybody hopes and prays and wants Notre Dame to be, you don't go to Louisville night one and struggle. How you going? You're telling me that if Georgia went to Louisville week one, that wouldn't have happened. No. We're talking about the same team who has lost to backup quarterbacks twice. Yes. And so you're telling me that if they went to a game where they ain't got film on a quarterback, that they wouldn't struggle? Georgia – Oh, my goodness. What is this coming to? Georgia would uh, beat them boys to sleep. (laughs) You take everybody ranked above Notre Dame right now and put them in that game week one, you know what happens? It's not a game after halftime. I guess we'll never know. I don't don't fully believe that, especially the Ohio State one. I don't buy that. Ohio State goes in there and runs it down their throat. Okay. F- fair enough. I ain't saying they throw it to win. They're going to run it down their throat and hang 40 on them. Auburn A&M, what's your thoughts on this game? I've been torn about this one. I still don't know where I'm going. I think it's going to be a hard-fought game, and the crowd is probably going to have a lot to do with it. Here's my thoughts on this game. A lot of people will say, well, Auburn escaped Oregon, really. That's what people will probably say. It's fair. Then they come back against, was it Tulane the next game, or did they play Tulane last week, or they played Kent State last week? Um. So what I feel like happened in those games – against the smaller schools was Gus Malzahn is is trying to let Bo Nix throw the football. Yeah. And last week they got to run in the football. And I really think that he wants him comfortable throwing the football when he goes to Kyle Field. They had 300-yard rushers last week. Yeah. and One one being the backup quarterback. Because Gus Malzahn said, we are going to find our run game this year because I'm about to call him plays. And they look like they found it. So I think that Auburn will try to run, establish their run game. But I don't think they're going to be afraid to air it out. I also – I don't fully trust Kellen Mond. I'm not a believer in Kellen Mond either. He showed flashes last year, especially yeah. at Clemson. But then you saw him play Clemson this year, and those are two different quarterbacks. Yeah, and Clemson's defense lost a lot. Yeah. He did better against a better Clemson defense. While he may just be a home, he may, a home that, guy. That's fair. That's why I'm back and forth. If this game is in Auburn, I sort of know where I'm leaning. Well, but it being an A&M, I really don't know where I want to go. I'll be honest. You're making me think about it now. You really are. Because he is a totally different quarterback at home. I'm and not a Jimbo guy, but he's a good coach. Exactly. And that defense gave Clemson a ton of trouble on the road. Ooh, I don't know, man. I don't know where I stand. Stay tuned, folks. That's going to – 
It's going to be something else, man. I don't know where I'm going, man. That is that is one of the three games I'm still debating on in my head. What's the other two? Cal Ole Miss and Oklahoma State, Texas. Everybody knows how I feel about Texas. That's all I'll say. Out of oh, all the man. games we have slated, there's some tough ones. Which ones do you think is going to be the best game overall to watch? Oklahoma State and Texas. That's a good pick. I think that was going to be a really good game. What do you think? Games to watch. What's the best game to watch? We already know my thoughts on Georgia, so that's not a good game to watch. I honestly think that this Auburn A&M game is going to be the best game to watch. Yeah. It's tough to go against, but I just think, I don't know. I think the Cal Ole Miss game would be a good game to watch. If you love defense, tune in. I think that if you're loving defense – then Arizona State, Colorado be a good game to watch. That is a good one. I wish they got the freaking Pac-12 after dark slot and not freaking. I think we need to do some research because I don't I don't know who gets the uh, first pick of Pac-12 games now. Because yeah. I don't know if it's ESPN now or Pac-12 Network. Because that's the best game. It's way better than Wazoo and UCLA. Yeah, because they're going to swack them. 19-point spread, Wazoo with the points. Yeah, we're not picking that one. UCLA is a dumpster fire. UCLA, well, I won't say UCLA is this because Tennessee sort of is this. You remember when um, Jeremy Pruitt got fired and he got all that stuff and sort of threw it in the dumpster and lit it on fire? Jeremy Pruitt or Butcher Jones? Who did that? I want to say it was Butcher Jones. I want to say it was Jeremy Pruitt. I'm pretty sure he did it. Jeremy Pruitt is there now. Yeah. Like his opening thing, opening deal was he got a bunch of stuff and threw it in a trash can or a dumpster. I think it was a trash can and lit it on fire. He's like, "We're not going to be this anymore." And looking back, he watched Friday Night Lights and got that idea. Just going to tell you that I've never seen it. So I don't know that same episode I showed you a while ago. He does uh, it ten minutes uh, later. Well, um, looking back, I bet if he could go back and redo it, he wouldn't do that because it's sort of ironic. That he is a dumpster fire now? That he lights stuff on fire in the garbage, and that is the state of his program. So, Four coaches have really struggled. Chip Kelly. That's your that's your answer. You already know the question. Is that what, uh, which one gets fired first? That's what you think? Oh, I, don't, I didn't know oh. the answer to the question. I thought you were going to say four, just state four coaches that have been struggling. No, no, Chip no. Kelly. Chip Kelly. I wouldn't say struggling. I'd say that I feel like – their seats are warm. Chip Kelly, Clay Hilton, obviously, Jeremy Pruitt, and Willie Taggart. Who's the first to go? Who do you think is the first to go? Willie, that's one W and two L's. <laughs> I really think it's still Clay Hilton. I think it's Willie Taggart. He is on his way out. Like He's got one foot and the other one's in the air going out the door. I think there's four, four not, not Clay Hilton, but four second-year coaches with their programs that have really underperformed a lot. And I want you to rank these four that have underperformed in, in your mind. Worst to first or yeah. first to worst? For, for first, least, least to best? Four, three, two, worst. Yes. Okay. okay. There you go. I figured it Which out. Which one? Hey, <laughs> us. We did it. Chip Kelly, UCLA. Jeremy Pruitt, Tennessee, Willie Taggart, Florida State, 
Scott Frost, Nebraska. I don't care what anybody says. He has the same record that Willie Taggart has. He has struggled. We're going off most underperformed from hype. Yes. Okay. At four, we have Jeremy Pruitt. Tennessee. With, I mean, because but without the Georgia State loss, I mean, that's not they're not terrible losses there. Tennessee was going to Tennessee no matter who they got. Yeah, I mean, if they got Mike Leach, all he was really going to do is turn the program around. He wasn't going to win championships for them. Then I go Willie Taggart at three. And then I go Chip Kelly at two. And Scott Frost at one. I hate to be that guy. But that is identical to what I would say. Because Because Scott Frost was supposed to be a savior. It's not like he's going in there and hadn't been able to recruit. No, he's getting recruits. He's getting the guys. He's just not getting it done. It may be Martinez kid. I don't know. But if he's the problem, try somebody else. Works for Clay Helton. <laughs> yeah. I think Chip Kelly is just – he's right there. But the reason I didn't go Chip Kelly at one – There weren't as much, there wasn't as much hype around him. No. The reason I don't go Chip Kelly at one is because of his quarterback. DTR is not that good. He's trash. Everybody wants to talk about Tate Martell. Tate Martell kept this man on the sidelines for three years. And and he can't find a job. Okay. I thought he he should have transferred to UCLA and beat DTR out again. Let's say – Chip Kelly's at Oregon still, and he and he hasn't went to the NFL. He hasn't left, so he's not trying to do this new experimental no, BS he just, in his offense. If he just run what he ran in Oregon, UCLA would be fine in two to three years. But what I'm, my point is, he won't if, do if it. If that is what has happened, then coming out of high school, you'd have to say DTR is kind of the guy that run that ship. Yeah, but he can't throw. That's fine. I mean, we're talking about a Chip Kelly that took Darren Thomas to a national championship game. I mean, I agree. I think if he runs the same offense as he ran at Oregon, DTR would look 10 times better. I also think that there is one quarterback in the country that would thrive in that offense, and that is Tate Martell. Like, no lies. Yes. I think that that is a system that would fit him. Yes. But Chip Kelly doesn't want that anymore. He wants to run. He wants to bring the NFL. First, he wanted to bring college to the NFL, and now he's trying to bring the NFL that's just to UCLA. Ig- that's just ignorance, man. He knows what works, and he won't do it. He's not the machine anymore. That's just stupid. Hey, this works. This don't. What are you gonna run? Huh? Let's run, run. Don't work. I mean, who's gonna pick that? Nobody. At the same time, it though, he is at UCLA. It doesn't work, man. You got to open it up and let it rip and snap the ball 10 seconds after the dude's tackle. I mean, that's his game style. It works. I never thought I'd see him go under center. It's what UCF's doing right now. Guess what? Still works. So we're in agreement that Scott Frost is the most underperforming coach with the hype coming yes. in. By far. That's, I mean,. He was supposed to be it was supposed to be the homecoming. King. Nebraska was supposed to win the Big Twelve this year. Last year they were supposed to go what? Uh he doesn't have his full guys in here yet. They're gonna win eight games. 
They won four. And they're going to compete this year. That was the plan. Now, am I saying he'll never compete? No, he'll figure it out and get it rolling. But up until this point, 15 games in. Right now, he's not doing a great job. I mean, last year, two, or two years ago, when Chip Kelly got hired at UCLA. He's also not looking good losing to Colorado back-to-back years. That's not a good look. Not for them, because that's a big one. But if I told you two years ago when Chip Kelly got hired at UCLA, and I said through the first 15 games, three and a half wins, over or under, would you not have put your house payment down on mm-hmm. the over? Yeah. There's four non-conference games a year. Three, because they scheduled Oklahoma. Who did that? Hopefully it was like 18 years ago when they scheduled that. Well, like they're AD stepping down, so yeah, wonder maybe why. that's why. That was not smart. <laughs> like, when in the past 15, 20 years has been scheduling Oklahoma against UCLA a good idea? Money, if, baby. If Money. You, if you want to win. Money. It ain't worth it. I'd rather have the win than the money. Uh, ask Jeremy Pruitt how that goes. Georgia State wins. They won and took his money. <laughs> if I'm if I'm Philip Fulmer, I'm coming to his office Monday morning. I'm saying, hey, you want to know something pretty funny? He says, what? I'm going to say, yeah, whatever we owed them for coming here, it's out of your salary <laughs> this year. All right, well, we're going to get into picks now, and uh, we got a guest speaker, guest picker coming on today. Uh, Brady, you want to introduce him? Yeah, this is my one of my good friends. I met him at East Central. He is the next victim to get beaten picks by me and Chandler, and he was kind enough to let me stay in his home this summer while I worked at the casino with him, Chris Harris. How you doing, Chris? Hey, man. Pretty good, guys. appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, no problem, man. The pleasure is all ours. We're glad to have you. Another person I can beat in picks. It ain't just got to be Chandler this week. Look, I'm defending my belt this week, man. What belt? I won last week. I won. It does not matter, man. I ain't going to lie to you. I got a bet for you guys. What? Over or under? I get 10 picks right. Under. Under. It's tough, Cuzzy. Because you think you're right on all 15, and then Maryland goes out and shits the bed, and you're like, well, this is going to be a rough week. I was staring down the barrel of a four-win week last week, and I pulled out the winning record. I mean, good thing we didn't pick the game tonight because I think all three of us were lost. I don't know, man. You were the only one on Utah. Hey, hey, how's Utah 13-0 and looking now, Chris? Yeah, that didn't that, that tweet didn't age well. No, it did not. And that was a bold statement. I told you they were gonna lose the Pac twelve's too even. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Pac twelve, man. They all beat up on each other. That's why they can't get anybody in the playoff. Man, yeah, it must suck yeah. having a balanced league. <laughs> all right. So since you asked us a question, I wanna ask you one before we pick Chris, and this will be an outlook of how your week will go. Okay. All right. Who is a better quarterback, Justin Herbert or Jake Fromm? Who's a better quarterback, Justin Herbert or Jake Fromm? Or are they even? Uh, or are they even? Yeah, you can I say mean, they're even. Like, what, I, what I like about Jake Fromm is that, one, he's a winner, 
And then two, he's a very balanced quarterback. I think he brings a lot to the table. I just believe that Justin Herbert has more of a physical upside if we're talking about like a potential NFL draft prospect. But I feel like, like me and Brady were talking about earlier, that Jake Fromm would be more polished going into the NFL when it comes to running a personal offense than Justin Herbert would. So, um, Final I was answer. saying Justin. I was I was saying Justin Herbert earlier. I like you. I think he has more of a physical upside. He's a bigger guy, has a stronger arm. But to go in, if we're talking about going into the NFL, going in right away, I think Jake Brown would fit better than Justin Herbert. Oh, you have wisened in the past five hours, man. Change your <laughs> mind real quick. Hey, a lot of, lot of things. Hey, you, you don't want to be in my head. <laughs> you didn't like me being in your head. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live right. there for the next 30 minutes. All right, what, what do you think, Chandler? What, what do you think is better quarterback, Justin Jake, Herbert or Jake Fromm? He's going to say Jake Fromm by L- miles. Listen, I think Justin Herbert has great size. He has great on, has a great arm. You know who else does? Josh Allen also has great size and a great arm. There you go. And I don't think he that don't. he's that great. I would have taken Lamar Jackson, and I said that on this show. Did you? I would take him Going off of this, did you? I saw something earlier on Instagram. I don't know if any of you have seen it yet, but they were saying this could potentially be the next Brady Manning in the AFC, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. I don't believe that. I don't either. It's too early to call that, but it possibly could be. Yeah. But I mean, I just think that Jake Fromm is an all-around better quarterback, especially for the NFL. Hashes to sidelines, you will not find a better quarterback, NFL or college football, that makes the throws Jake Fromm can. Across the middle, gets a little shaky, but he yeah. can hit wide open receivers, unlike Cam Newton's been struggling to do. So I'll take Jake Fromm over him every day that ends in Y. Which is all of them for you. Keeping score at home. All right, we're going to get in our picks now. Our first pick, App State at North Carolina. North Carolina is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you got, Brady? App State gives them all they can handle, but Mac, Mac Brown pulls it out late, just like he has his other wins. It's a good pick. You never know what happens in that one second last week. Ugh, that's fair. Although, it's pretty obvious we, we would know what happened. Probably not going to do anything because of Mr. Phil Longo. Chris, who are you taking in this game? I'm also going to take uh, North Carolina. Um, like, I mean, they're pretty easily, you know, they were, they started off a little weak last week and then they came back strong like they've been doing. They could easily be bringing that right now with 10-1. But, uh, I like what Matt Brown is doing with that program. They got a lot of upside, so I'm going to take North Carolina that one. Yeah, um, I also like North Carolina with this pick. Uh, I agree with you, Brady. App State really is going to give them everything. But in the end, North Carolina is just going to be – they're going to have better athletes. Uh, Next, we got Michigan State at Northwestern. Michigan State's an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Who are you taking, Brady? Where's it at? Uh, It's in the tall grass for you. All right. If you're a fan of the show, you know how much when we pick Northwestern, where the game is matters for me. And this is the game this year where the grass that they let go three weeks overtime before cutting gets Northwestern the win. 
Northwestern in the five-foot-tall grass slows Michigan State down because they play on they play on short grass at Michigan State. They're coming to play in the high grass at Northwestern, and Northwestern gets it done. Good pick, Corso. Chris, who you got, man? Uh, I'm a Northwestern. Definitely going to play a really tough game on this one, especially being at home. But I'm gonna have to take Michigan State on this one. People can't run with them in the grass, man. Hey, man, Chris, I'm going to agree with you on this one. Michigan State lost a heartbreaker last week to the Sun Devils. Uh, I think they're going to bounce back this week and get a win on the road. Can't go against the grass. The grass is undefeated. You know, I really think that if we went back to your picks on the grass, you're probably only won like two of them. I don't think it makes that big of a difference. It does. I've won more than I've lost. We're going to go back and count. We will. I've won more than I've lost. Boston College at Rutgers. Boston College is an eight-point favorite. Who you got, Brady? Rutgers still sucks. I don't care that North. I don't care that Boston College lost to Kansas. Rutgers still sucks. Chris, who you taking, man? Uh, they hit it right on the button. Doesn't matter if they're playing in Piscataway or not. Boston College is taking this one. Right, it's a trifecta. I'm going Boston College. Uh, next up, we got Oregon at Stanford. Oregon's a ten and a half point favorite. Who you got, Brady? Where's it at? Uh, Stanford. Oregon usually struggles at Stanford on the farm. Not this year. Quack, quack. Who you got, Chris? Um, take Oregon on this one. Stanford hadn't looked too good through these first three games, so I'm going to take Oregon. Yeah, I'm with y'all, man. I, uh, I wish Stanford was what it used to be, but it's just not. And maybe they bounce back this week. Don't see it happening. Uh, Oregon with the points. Uh, Louisville at Florida State. Florida State is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you got, Brady? Florida State ran a play with a player facing the wrong way on purpose. Can't pick that team. <laughs> Who are you taking, Chris? <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, Florida State at home playing against Louisville. You typically in the past couple years, you take Florida State, but I can't trust Louisville Tigers Florida State at all. Especially this year, so I'm going to take Louisville on the road. Oh. I'm not a Florida State fan. I'm not a Willie Tiger fan. Uh, Willie, that's one W and two L's. I think they get it done at home. They don't cover, but I think they get it done. It's going to be late. It's a coin flip game, I think. Uh, so I'm going Florida State. It's sort of like when Tennessee plays. I'm sort of more picking against Florida State. Than that's, I, I mean, that's fair, and that's completely fair. I, I – if you really understand. want to know, there's my logic. Uh, West Virginia at Kansas. West Virginia's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Who are you taking, Brady? Kansas goes on the road and gets a big win for Kansas at Boston College last week. It's still Kansas. I'm going to have to see it more than once before I jump on Kansas and see how to get them to win a game because I went against West Virginia last week, and it hurt me. Yeah. It hurt me bad. It didn't so, hurt you too bad because I picked West Virginia too. I'm not doing it again. West Virginia goes and gets it done. Kansas isn't that good yet. Chris, who you got in this game, man? I'm going to agree with Brady on that one. Kansas is historically bad. They've kind of they added West Miles. They brought a little bit of their culture, that's making a, it a better program. they got a lot of upside. But that's I'm a shock. Shocker coming from the LSU fan. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm I'm used to let down the stuff from West Miles, but in in this situation, I mean, I, it, it, they've been worse 
the one less miles can give them. That's for sure. Listen, Kansas is going to control the ball, which means they're going to control the clock. Don't buy into it, man. Four and a half point favorite. Don't buy into it. I'm not buying into Kansas being good, but I'm buying into this this isn't a hangover game. Four and a half points. Uh, I'm going to go Kansas in this one. Washington at BYU. Washington's a six and a half point favorite. Who are you taking, Brady? Washington. The priests do not travel that far. <laughs> Who are you taking, Chris? Uh, BYU is definitely going to give everything Washington can handle, consider what they've done the past two games. Um, but I think Jacob Easton's going to have a good game. I think he's going to. Played very well for Washington. I'll take it over to BYU. You got me there, man. I thought you were going to pull the trigger. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I think Jacob Beeson has a has a good game this week, and uh, they're going to get it done on the road. South Carolina at Missouri. Missouri is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you got, Brady? The team that plays in Columbia. Well, that's both of them. It's a tie. Let me finish. You can't tie in college football. Let me finish. The team that plays in Columbia, Missouri. Ooh. Kelly Bryant gets this thing rolling and proves that the loss to Wyoming was a fluke. And Chris. They, they got things going. He throws for 350 and four tutters, and they win. Hang on. Where the hell did you start saying tutters? Fair I heard, question. I heard Pat say it. <laughs> okay. I was just wondering, man. Chris, who you got in this game? South Carolina, Missouri. I mean, South Carolina going on the road to Columbia, Missouri is going to be a really tough test. I think uh, Missouri is going to have a good game, but uh, I'm going to say not so fast, my friend. I think South Carolina goes to Missouri and upsets them with a nine-and-a-half point underdog, South Carolina. I can only hope you're shaking your um, lead yellow pencil at me. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but Ryan, I think Ryan Olenski is a really good quarterback. I mean, for a lot part, for a little bit of that game against Alabama, they kind of hung in there. They had some unfortunate breaks, but um, I really think South Carolina has a lot of upside. I think they'll continue it against Missouri. No Hold on, let me let me say something. South Carolina will never be successful with Will Muschamp as their head coach. Facts. I'm done. Do you want to talk about can't trust in Kansas? You can't. You can't trust. You can't trust Will Willie Taggart. I don't trust him. I don't trust South Carolina. I don't think Ryan Holinsky is the best quarterback Will Muschamp has ever recruited in his entire life. Yes, big facts. But I also have a finance teacher who graduated from Missouri, and I need to A on my test. Friend of the show. So I'm going with Missouri. Good pick. Thought I was going alone there. Thanks for coming with me. Colorado at Arizona State. Arizona State's an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Who are you taking, Brady? You know how much I like to pick Colorado. I've let you talk me into picking Arizona State this week. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't talk you into anything. I've let you talk me into picking Arizona State this week. As good as you talk about the freshman quarterback, I know not to do this because they're going to have a letdown game and lose. But – Arizona State. That's a good pick. I know better, but. Chris, who you got, man? Well, I'm going to buy into it. I'm going to take Colorado on the road 
especially since the way they played against Nebraska. I really think uh, Colorado is going to take this one. Listen, Brady wants to talk about buying in and buying in and buying in to what I've apparently sold him. Here's the, here's some facts. I'm going to throw some facts out to you, Brady Scott. Uh, Cleveland Browns, you ever heard of them? I bought into the hype you try to feed me. Okay? I didn't make you. Just like you didn't yeah. buy into this. I think, La- a, last I, think a lot, I think a lot of people bought into the hype. Hey, man. I'm still with the Browns. Last week, oh, NC State's going to beat West Virginia. Where did that get me? Nowhere. I think that Jaden Daniels is a very calm, poised quarterback to be a true freshman. Maybe this is just the way you get me back, you know? I think that he resembles Jalen Hurts in his composure. Not in skill play, but in okay. his composure. Okay, I'll take that. I haven't seen him play. I have no comment. Arizona State wins. Colorado covers. Kentucky at Mississippi State, Bulldog Bash weekend. Mississippi State's a six-point favorite. Who you got, Brady Scott? Do we know if Tommy Heisman or Helicopter Man is playing the quarterback? I don't. I, I have no clue. Doesn't matter. Bulldog Bash, Bulldogs win. Chris, who you taking, man? Uh, you know, it's Bulldog Bash weekend. A lot of people were there. A lot of people want to see Mississippi State win during this Bulldog Bash weekend. But I'm going to tell you something. Kentucky's going to win this game. Oh, your girlfriend's going to have you in the doghouse. No pun But uh, I think uh, the way, even with the backup quarterback they had against Florida last week, I think uh, I think they played really well in that game. I think they'll play even better this week. And I think they take this win on the road, Kentucky. Let me inform you of something, my friend. Florida is trash. Mississippi State is also very trash, but, I mean, if I keep picking them and they keep losing, I mean, I'm just going to roll with it. Look, look, if, Every if, time I pick if, them, they lose. So, I hope if, you win this game. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I am not rooting for myself to win this game. But uh, if Schroeder, the helicopter man, starting at quarterback, especially if he's starting at quarterback, I, I think Kentucky wins. Kylan Hill. I think that Kentucky's pissed about this game last week with Florida. Um, they're going to come in here and they're going to beat Mississippi State outright. Uh, I'm Mississippi gonna State out. is also pissed. Uh, next up, we got Cal at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a two-and-a-half point favorite. Who are you taking this game, Brady Scott? Come back. Who are you taking this game, Chris? Um, I'm going to take Cal. I'm going to take Cal. Ooh. I think uh, off- offensive woes for Ole Miss, and I know you guys have been talking about uh, Cal's uh, secondary, so I see that as a good advantage for us. I'm going to take Cal on the road. I thought the Pac-12 sucked. Hey, I never said Ole Miss was good either. You are correct. That is a fair statement. What do you got, Brady Scott? Go ahead. Look, man, I'm in the same boat. You're in. And I'm being dead serious when I say that. Like, I don't know. We should have flipped a quarter before we picked and just wrote down our picks. But that couldn't happen. No. We didn't do it. I am not a believer in Matt Corral. Not yet, at least. He hasn't showed it to me yet. I'm a believer in Justin Wilcox 
in this California defense. And I'm going to say that Cal gets it done on the road. Who you got, Brady Scott? Can we just come back at the end? No, nah, man. Pick it out right, right here. Flip a coin. Cal has a great defense. They are very well coached. Ole Miss and Matt Corral have looked very bad at times on offense, and he has shown flashes. Ole Miss also has a very good defense compared to years past. I can say very good compared to last year. And they are very well fundamentally, and they're going to be in the right spot. Matt Corral is – this is his last week for me. Well, yeah, this is it. He's going to come out. I'm a believer. He he comes out. He he doesn't have a great game. He manages the game well. We rush for 200 yards and get a rushing touchdown. Luke Logan, by the grace of God, makes a field goal, and our defense scores. And we win seventeen to fourteen. I just want to let you know something. You just wasted a minute thirty three seconds. Everybody's lives listening to this show when everybody knew where you were gonna pick. I can't do it. I I can do it next week though. If we pick it, I'm doing it next week. Maybe one day your balls will drop. Bama does it. Okay, Dilfer. Michigan at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a three point favorite. Ray Scott, who you taking? Wisconsin, Jonathan Taylor, they run it all over Michigan all day and get it done. Chris, who are you taking this game, man? I'm taking Wisconsin. Michigan does not go on Camp Randall and win this game. Like Brady said, Jonathan Taylor just going to run it all over them, and especially how bad Michigan's offense has been. I mean, I just can't see them winning this game on the road. So I'm going to take Wisconsin. Oh, uh, those are good picks, but um, at the end of the day, I'm going khakis. Michigan wins this game. I just I'm want, not a believer in Michigan, but they win this ball game. I just want you to realize you just put your faith in Jim Harbaugh and Shea Patterson. You just put your faith in Matt Corral and Matt Luke. I'm a believer. I put my faith in your best friend, Mike McIntyre. I love you, man. But that's who my faith is in. I I have zero faith in Matt Luke at all times. Zero. You will not you will not find me caring for him. I just think the coordinator gets it done. All right, we got Oklahoma State at Texas up next. Uh Texas is a seven point favorite. Who you got, Brady? I've been going this is another one we spoke of earlier. I've been going back and forth on all day. LSU went into Texas and basically embarrassed DBU. LSU is in year one of semi-air raid. Mike Gundy is in year 100 of air raid. As we have discussed, if Joe Burrow throws for 300 yards and beats you, you tip your cap. Joe Burrow threw for 471 yards against his defense and beat them. The air raid will take over Texas. Mike Gundy hadn't lost there since 08. He does not lose tonight. Cowboys. Chris, who you taking, man? Um, I think after that loss 
to uh, my LSU Tigers. Uh, I think Texas is kind of on a revenge tour. I'm not a believer at all in Sam Ellinger. I think he's overrated, and I know both of you all think he's overrated. But I think Texas barely gets it done at home this weekend. I'm going to go Texas. Horns down. I'm going OK State, baby pokies. OK, cool. Horns down. Can we put that on a shirt? <laughs> yeah. And get I'm Tom Herman's wife to wear it. Uh, we got Auburn at Texas A&M. Um, A&M's a four-point favorite. Who are you taking in this one, Chris? Um, you know, Auburn going in the Kyle Field with a freshman quarterback who, yeah, he kind of showed some flashes against Oregon. They played two cupcakes after that. Uh, he still has a lot to prove, but I think Jimbo Fisher is going to have his team ready. I think Texas A&M gets it done at home. Look, I was never fully confident in this game, but Brady Scott has made me question my existence, apparently, with this ball game earlier. And glad I could tell. You brought up some very valid points, and I appreciate them coming a lot. I'm glad you appreciate me for once. I mean, at, that means a lot. I may shed a tear. At the end of the day, I've seen what freshman quarterbacks can do in Kyle Field. Okay, it's a it's a loud environment, but it's a magical place. So I'm going with uh, Malzone, Bo Nix, and the Auburn Tigers. Ooh. Who you got in this game? Okay, here we go. A&M struggled against a Clemson front two weeks ago, correct? Correct. Scored what? Three. What they end up with? Sixteen. Sixteen, seventeen, something like that. And they really got ten. This Auburn defensive line they're about to face is way better than the Clemson one they faced. I don't care what Shea Patterson won a game in Kyle Field, so don't give me the crap about the freshman quarterback. Bo Nix goes in there and manages the offense. I think we're going to see a lot of Joey Gatewood running the football and packages to run the ball. And they rush for – they have a Gus Malzahn 300, 400-yard rushing game, and they win. It's a good pick. I mean, it's not just Shea Patterson going in there. I mean, look what Trevor Lawrence did at Kyle Field last year. It's a magical place for, for road freshman quarterbacks. Yes. All right, the last game for college football, Notre, Notre Dame at Georgia. Georgia's a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Who are you taking this one, Brady? Well, I've had I've had a lot of time to think about the 24-point win by Georgia. That so you've I, come back down to reality. That I threw, threw out out there. And, yeah, I've thought about it. Still sounds like a pretty great idea. Georgia, it ain't close. Who are you taking in this game, Chris? Game of the week. Yeah. Yeah, it ain't going to be a game of the week by the end of the game. But I'm taking Georgia by a whole lot. Uh, How many? Notre Dame and, and past history, when it comes to these big games, just can't get it done. They just get blown out. I think this Georgia team's even better than it was last year. 
So I'm taking Georgia by a lot. How many? Give me your number. Give me we're your going number. in the twenty. We're we're going in uh, on an opinion. We're probably going in the the twenty eight to thirty five range. I think I think Georgia blows them out. I'm at twenty four. Mm. Oh man, I think I think I think that's fair. I think twenty four is fair, but between the twenty eight thirty five range, is just Jake Fromm, that whole Georgia team, just out athletes, out man's better game, and Georgia tend to win. Overrated. I'm gonna take Georgia in this game as well, but I think it's gonna be a ten point ball game, not a blowout like y'all are saying. Overrated. The only reason they are seven is because of the ND. That's it. Okay. That's it. I mean, the only reason Florida is ranked. ranked uh, Florida. Ohio State. Ohio State's got a good team. Who they play to be ranked that high? Nobody. Lost their coaching. Who's Lost Bama? their coach. Who's Bama played? Okay, but they're Bama. They actually returned a lot of talent. Just saying. All right, now we're getting into our uh, Air Raid Dogs. Um, I'm taking Old Dominion at Virginia. Uh, they're a 27-point underdog. Uh, I think Virginia very well wins this game, but I just don't think it's 27 points. Brady, who are you taking? I'm taking SMU over TCU. Tyler Trent's Boilermakers did not deserve what happened last weekend, and Shane Buchel gives it right back to him. Chris, who you got as your uh, air raid dog? Well, I didn't know we were doing this, but I told uh, I told uh, Brady earlier that, that we talked about earlier the South Carolina Missouri game with a uh, nine and a half point underdog. I'm going to take South Carolina on that one. That's a good Previously pick. stated. That is a good pick. Missouri wins. Uh, let's not get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with our NFL picks, uh, we're going to do five games. Um, Giants at Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are a six-point favorite. Daniel Jones is getting the start of Eli Manning this Sunday. Brady, who are you taking? Uh, Daniel Jones is still playing around the same team Eli played against. He's going to struggle just as bad. I got Peyton Barber on my fantasy team. Need him to go for two tutties. And the Bucks win. Bruce Arians. Chris, who you got, man? Uh, you know, fresh new quarterback for the Giants and Daniel Jones, Daniel Dimes, and uh, with Sterling Shepard coming back, I think uh, I think the Giants cover on this one, but I think the Buccaneers win. Well, I'm I'm gonna uh, just say it, man. Giants are gonna win. I don't believe in the Bucks. I don't believe in the Giants, but maybe the kid gets it done on the road. You want me to tell you something? And it always. The Giants should have just drafted um, Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Personal opinion? I mean, it's just as good a pick as what they got. Should have just rode out with Eli this year and then tanked and got a year. But, oh well. You win some, you lose some. They lost a lot. Falcons at Colts. Uh, Colts are a one-and-a-half point favorite. Who you got, Brady? Um... Chris is a Colts fan, so we got to piss everybody off. Falcons, big. Jacoby Brissett, three picks. Chris, who you got in this game, man? 
I mean, the Colts should be two and zero right now. But uh, Jacoby has been playing, uh, been playing decent. The offense has been playing decent. The defense has been playing better as of last week. Uh, Darius is winners out, but I think that that front four will get after uh, Atlanta's uh, offensive line, especially with two of their linemen out for this week. So I'm gonna take the Colts. I picked against the Falcons last week with the Eagles, and Eagles let me down. Falcons came out and beat them. I think the injuries to the Falcons play a big role. I'm going to go with the Colts in this game as well. Oh, next we got the Texans at the Chargers. The Chargers are a three-point favorite. Who you got, Brady? Center LA, correct? Yes. Soccer Stadium is no home field advantage. Texans win. Chris, who you got in this game, man? Uh, I'm gonna agree with uh, uh, Brady on this one. I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take the Texans, especially with the, the Chargers losing last week to the, the uh, to the Lions, and uh, I think Deshaun Watson gets it done on the road in the soccer stadium. Those are good picks. Those are good picks. Uh, Chargers, and they cover. We got Saints at the Seahawks. The Seahawks are a four and a half point favorite. Who you got, Brady? Um, no quarterback, no chance. Clowney, uh, Clowney gets after him all day. Who you got in this game, Chris? DK scores a touchdown. Uh, with the emergence of DK, the old Miss product, and especially with uh, no quarterback for the Saints, I'm taking the Seahawks on this one. Go Hawks. I don't know if y'all know this or not, but uh, the Saints actually have a quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater, I don't know if you ever heard of him. 11-5 as a starter in Minnesota, went to a Pro Bowl in his first year. Is he starting, though? Yeah, he is. We don't know. We do know. He's not naming a starter. He's He's been named the starter. Uh, well, Taysom saw, Hill has been told it's going to be multiple uh, quarterbacks. Well, I saw yesterday where he had not named the starter. He came out He came out this morning. Okay. One. Uh, Rams at the Browns. Rams are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Sunday night football, who you got, Brady? I had Rams big last week. Wasn't really confident in it, but it worked out. So, guess what? Browns come in this week. Primetime Baker. Browns big. Chris, who are you taking this game, man? I remember when Brady, me and Brady had a conversation about this last week. Brady called him Primetime Baker. Primetime Baker he didn't does look not like, lose. He didn't look like Primetime Baker to me last week. He did not lose. He really beat up. He's a really beat-up Jets team. Primetime Baker does not lose. got the Rams coming in town. Very good Rams team. So, I'm definitely going to take the Rams on this one. I don't think they went big. Yeah, I agree with you, Chris. Uh, Browns, overrated. Baker Mayfield, overrated. Good. Got you right where we want you. Yeah, okay. Rams. Rams if, it wasn't for Odell Be- if it wasn't for Odell Beckham Jr. against the Jets, Baker Mayfield had made no progress from a three-interception game against the Titans, who just lost their rookie quarterback He's in not Jacksonville. The three-interception game against the Titans, and if it wasn't for Odell Beckham Jr. against the Jets, who's probably, this at right now with all the injuries, the second-worst team, third-worst team in the NFL, Cry made me. no progress. Cry so, me Bring it, guys. Throw it all on me. I mean, I'm just saying, I saw the Titans play the Jaguars last night. Throw it all on me. Throw it all on me. Come on. 
Well, Chris, shock, shock the world. We appreciate you coming on, but before you go, we got a quick question for you. Uh, just a random question. We ask all of our guests. Um, I've been on TV shows lately, just really big pop culture stuff and all that. So, uh, what is your favorite TV show of all time? Of all time? Yeah, something you can watch. If you had to watch one TV show for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Can, we, we're talking about multiple shows here, right? Because I can name a couple. One TV one, show. One TV show. You're stranded on an one island. One TV show. It's you, one a chair, TV. and a TV. One show. One show. They got this somewhat new show out right now called Designated Survivor. I haven't finished watching the first season yet, but I'm telling you, if all the other seasons are as good as the first one, I could watch that for the rest of my life. Of all the, hold the phone for of a Of all the shows, you, you passed up on Friends. You've how never I'm even seen all this show, and you're going to take it with you? What if it sucks? What I, if it got canceled? How I Met Your Mother. Look, I'm, the I'm, Office. I'm telling you, man, I haven't... Well, you know, yeah, yeah, The Office, but I mean, that's... I've watched the same I mean, show you're talking about. Office, it's not that every good. Every girl your nerves know going to say freaking Friends, Grey's Anatomy, Vampire Diaries, or whatever, One Tree Hill, whatever they watch. Okay, all man, those shows, on a, on a great right shows. Here. They love it that much, though. You don't have to be different. You just have to pick... I mean, I know I don't have to... I know I don't so have to So you could watch this show telling. every day on loop for the rest of your life. And you don't even know what happens. In, like, you, you've never even seen all of it. What if it's only one season? It's, it's weird. It's weird, but I'm telling you, I got a feeling that it's that show. Mine's sort of a toss-up. What's yours? If I could take one and, like, if they make a new season, they just send it to me, I'm either taking The Office or Rick and Morty. You ain't taking The Trailer Park Boys? Oh, you reminded me. Trailer Park Boys all the way. That's it. I mean, come on. That's the show. You're That's, all over that in the summer. Yeah, I binged it this summer hard. Yeah, Trailer Park Boys signed me up. Listen, I don't know what uncultured swans I'm sitting here dealing with. You don't respect the Trailer Park Boys? It's not that great of a show. It's a great show. I mean, it's it has its moments. How much of it have you watched? Pretty good bit. How far have you gotten? Pretty good bit. Like what season? I don't really know, but you can go look on Netflix. It's a pretty good bit. It's great. It's, a, it's an okay show. It's a great show. I've said, every time this topic comes up, my answer is always the same, and it will always be the same until the end of my time. And it's how I made your mother. That show's trash. You never even watched it, so exactly because it's trash. All right, well, Chris, we thank you for coming on, man. Uh, I hope you have a good weekend and picks, but. I hope you don't have too good of a weekend so that I can be both of y'all. <laughs> hey, man, appreciate you guys uh, having me on tonight. It's been a pleasure. All right, man, pleasure's all ours. This has been another episode of the Air Raid Sports Podcast. I'm Chandler Carney. He's Brady Scott. Thank you for listening.